Hi, I'm Jim Raffle. Welcome to this episode of the Dye Subcast, simply the best place to get information about dye sublimation printing. We talk with equipment manufacturers, consumables manufacturers, dye sublimation producers, and we also share our own experiences from running a dye sublimation business. It doesn't matter if you're new to the dye sublimation or a seasoned professional with decades of experience. We're certain there's something here for you. So let's get this episode started. I'm Shelby Sapusik, and today we're going to be having a discussion with Skylar Bennett and Kevin Shoemaker. They're the Tough Apparel guys from Tough Apparel out in Mesa, Arizona. Skylar and Kevin launched Tough Apparel in 2015, and I don't want to tell their story because it's a great story. I don't want to ruin it. So thank you both for being here. Can, why don't you tell us your background? So we have an interesting background. Uh, maybe it's not interesting. I guess it depends on who you ask, but we... We uh, both graduated from Arizona State University and got hired at the same commercial real estate firm. We actually applied for the same job and they hired both of us. <laughs> so Kevin was doing sell or Kevin was doing marketing for him and I was doing sales and leasing. And so we did that for about three years. And we also ended up having our first kids at the same time. And Kevin and I both have worn ties our whole lives, literally since we were like, little tiny kids, all the way up through high school. We both served missions for our church where we had to wear ties every single day. And then in real estate, we once again had to wear ties. So we were very familiar with neckties and how terrible they were. And then when you introduce a baby into any situation, it just, it makes everything even messier and more gross and disgusting. And so we were burning through our nice ties when we had our, our first kids. And uh, we finally realized they're, there needed to be a better, stronger necktie out there and we couldn't find it. So we designed it and produced it. And that's how we launched Tough Tie, which then converted into Tough Apparel about a year later. So I have to ask the obvious question. Did you both have boys or both have girls? No, I had a girl and Skylar had a boy. Boy, otherwise you guys are just twinsies, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so Shelby, Shelby, most people can't see the video because we just share the audio. But they're wearing um, identical uh, rough, is it rough? Tough, tough apparel shirts, right? That's, those are your own shirts, obviously, I would assume. No, <laughs> and it's kind of a... I don't know what you're talking about. Totally <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. So how many years have you actually known each other? Six? Seven? Seven. 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 Right? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. Okay, so... Um, you said you started out calling it Tough Ties. So that was your first product, right? Correct. Okay. And so what makes them Tough Ties? What makes your apparel tough? Baby proof. <laughs> that, so all of our tie, basically we redesigned the tie from the ground up, making them fully machine washable. A normal tie you cannot throw in the washing machine. I don't recommend trying it just to prove us wrong because usually you'll, you'll regret that. <laughs> but um normal ties you have to dry clean and you can't wash and they get really 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 gross so our ties are tough because they're machine washable they're also liquid and stain repellent they have an iron lock stitch in the back instead of a slip stitch so they won't ever come apart on you when you wear it too much or pull it too tight um, they also have a microfiber piece on the back to thin glasses or foam screens and now we design print cut and sew everything right here in mesa arizona so you're wow you're doing you're doing print cut and sew okay for our time yeah. and socks so 
when did you decide to branch out from tough ties and go into tough apparel and how did that process work? How did you decide what apparel items, products to add? So we launched the ties and we sold them for about six months, but we knew from the get-go that um, the tie market was shrinking, <laughs> right? Like there's fewer and fewer people wearing ties, especially now after COVID. So it was always kind of the plan to branch out into other products. Um, we just weren't quite sure what those products were going to be. But we've worn ratchet belts is what they're called for years. It's a, a type of belt that you cut to your specific size. It uses a locking mechanism in the buckle so that it's a perfect fit. And we figured, hey, this is a great product. Let's rebrand it, make some tweaks to make it even better, stronger, more affordable. And then we launched that under our tough tie brand. And then people started calling them tough tie belts. And that was very confusing. <laughs> so... So we realized, hey, if we're going to expand our product lineup, we got to change the name of the company. So we changed it to Tough Apparel, and now we carry a you know whole line of products underneath that Tough Apparel brand. That's so, go ahead, Jim. No, it's just, that's just a, it's a cool story because you, you got the whole you know your typical startup problem of at some point in the middle you ended up with some brand confusion, and <laughs> and and to solve the brand confusion, you just said, okay, fine, let's just pick a broader category for our, for our name, which yep. is, which, which really, if you think about it, it opens up all, all kinds of additional possibilities for you too. Yeah, absolutely. So this being the die subcast, I looked at your website before, you know, we, we were talking today and I saw, it looked like on your site, you do custom printed ties and socks. Am I missing anything there? Are those the only two at the moment? Uh, with the pandemic, we also do masks and gators okay. as well. Okay. But yes, ties, okay. ties the main ones. So Kevin, you listed all those qualities that made tough apparel tough. I'm interested to know how you can keep all those qualities in there and also make it able to be dye sublimated. That is a great question. <clears throat> so basically we knew nothing about fabrics and, or dye sum, frankly, when we started the company uh, because in the beginning they were not liquid repellent. And we, need, we knew we wanted to get there to achieve that kind of cool factor. And it's like super helpful. So we went to tons of trade shows, fabric shows, did a lot of research. Google's our best friend. We're really, really close with him or her. <laughs> and uh, so we ended up figuring out dye sublimation. We outsourced it for a while until we ended up needing to bring it in house. But literally it was sampling and sampling and sampling and sampling from as many companies as we could find all over the world, from the US, from South America, from China, and we found a company that makes our tie fabric, and we we gave them all the qualifications. It needed to be polyester, it needed to be this thick, it needed to be all this, and so now we have it, you know, made for us. And the, all those cool traits are built into the fabric when it's being woven and they ship it to us in large bolts, and then we run it here in-house. That's so great. A lot of trial and error. Yeah, well, yeah, and we've we've done some work. On the dye subcast, we had a um, a fabric manufacturer, basically. I mean, that, that's that's what his main business is. He's also in apparel. Uh, and and he tells a similar story about how how sourcing the material can be so so taxing, right? Because it's like, you, you're not gonna start up your own mill, so you gotta work with a mill. 
but you want it to be your fabric, right? And so that's the challenge. And I, I, I love the way you told the story because you did. You covered all the all the bases of of what matters to you guys, and that's that's and that's ultimately the brand, right? The fact that it it is what liquid resistant and almost indestructible when you throw it in the washing machine. Which I used to also wear ties a lot. Um, I literally just gave them all the goodwill <laughs> when I realized I hadn't put one around my neck in probably three or four years. And I'm like, okay, next time I need one, I'll just buy one. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, all, everything you said, I raised two kids wearing ties every day and they come home and they grab them. Right. And so I, I can, I can definitely relate to how the company started. That's, that makes a lot of sense to me. Now we, we also, like I said, kind of as a hobby on the side, it was, it was, it was to, it was to pay bills during the, the, the height of COVID, but now it's Shelby still has a, essentially an Etsy store where she gets to, uh, I don't know, practice your design skills. I don't, I don't like the word practice as in practice. You already know what you're doing, but she gets to utilize her design skills. And so she has all kinds of, you know, socks are, are becoming our big seller and, I don't know, we probably have a hundred sock designs, different, different designs and stuff. And so that's, that's what I was kind of wondering that I always wonder that what, where does your design inspiration come from? Everywhere. Like I, it's funny. We like, even though we like to think we're original with some things, <laughs> I don't know that anybody's original with anything because it's all through inspiration from other stuff you've seen. So there's like, a few companies that we really like and we follow and they have wild and crazy designs and we love that. Like that's who we are. That's our personality. And so we kind of, you know, applied that to neckties as much as we can while still creating things that people actually want to buy because you've got to be careful. <laughs> but then with the socks, we can kind of go as wild and crazy as we want. So we'll either create them ourselves in house. Kevin's learned um, Adobe Illustrator really well so we can create some some patterns we'll work with we've worked with a lot of different designers and artists so we have a whole collection of um, Polynesian themed ties that were hand drawn wow. and then scanned and digitized and then recolored and turned into repeating patterns for our ties and socks so that's what's awesome about Dysub is once you have that digital file you can you can do almost anything with it so well, well, right. And you can make, you can make 10 or, or a thousand. It doesn't really, especially if you're, if you're cutting sew in particular, you can, I mean, your minimum might be a little smaller than that just to make sense, but, or a little bigger, but the, the, the reality is you, you don't have to produce a hundred thousand in you know, some other country and have them shipped in. You can, you can do smaller runs and, and really print on demand probably to a certain extent. We do. Yeah. <laughs> you print on demand. So how do you manage that? Do you, so if you get like a hundred orders for ties in the day or orders for a hundred ties, do you then just basically have a template where you drop in the hundred ties that were ordered, no matter what the designs and print cut and sew? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I have pre-built templates depending on quantities of, of how much I need and the different sizes in it. And then, yeah, we can drag the file over, mask it out. Everything's like already been sized and digitized. Right. And to achieve like maximum yield for our ties and, and yeah, we'll print it out, throw it on the press and uh, get started. That's cool. What kind of heat press do you guys use? Are you, well, you must be calendar probably not, yes. not flat. Correct. I'm assuming for, for the socks, you probably have a flatbed. 
No, actually, we designed a sock to go on our calendar press. <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we can do we can do a couple hundred socks an hour just by play, as if we were placing pieces of fabric to make a shirt or something. We do that with our socks. Okay, so they just you run continuous through the calendar. Okay. Okay. Um. So again, going back to the custom, if someone goes on your website, they want to order, create a custom tie or sock. What's the process there? Is it web to print? They just put design it right there on your website, and you're able to download the file. Is that how that works? Yes. You can upload anything you want, design it however you want. It goes straight to us. I'll be able to download the file, and uh, just wrap it into production. Do you have like a minimum sized order for something like that? Or you, you know, you can do onesies, twosies. Okay. One, yeah. Okay. Minimum one. I love it. <laughs> At least one. Yeah. At least one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about all the trial and error. You said you were going through uh, to figure this out um, with dye sub and it, were you also doing trial and error experimentation with paper and ink? not just fabric? Not as much. We had a really good supplier um, who kind of introduced us to the right paper and inks for what we were doing. Yeah, for what we specifically do. So it was more just how the crap do we use this equipment? How do we build processes and systems to where it works for our company? We got lucky. We had a really good relationship with the dice of company we used to outsource it to. And we kind of saw the end coming for them. <laughs> they were going out of business basically. And so we just, we sucked them dry for as much information as we could. And, and so that helped a lot, at least getting started and, and starting to figure things out. But I mean, we, we ruined a lot of fabric, lots and lots of fabric <laughs> first. <laughs> so. That comes with figuring things out. Trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much paper and ink I went through and I was like, well, Oh yeah. <laughs> so do you did you make any of your own profiles or have anybody make your profiles as long as you're talking a little bit about color? Or are you just using like can standard profiles for your for your media? When we first set up our printer, we had the tech do profiling for us, mm -hmm. kind of based on what our prints already like our finished products look like. Mm -hmm. Um and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're still using you're still using those profiles correct okay that's, that's great. At least. they look great and that's that's what matters that's you know that's because that's our core business we go and help people do that and then hopefully hopefully things don't drift too much over a, a matter of years and and they're able to use them you know for most of the life of the printer sometimes we get to go back and tweak them and, and fix them or we teach them how to do it themselves yeah. so yeah so you said that you were getting designs all over the place. And I'm now I'm curious, how many employees do you have? Not very many. <laughs> I, I was kind of. We have basically one full-time employee. Um, she's basically our production manager. So she makes sure all the products are being made. She even does most of the cut and sew herself. Um, and then we have a few other people that we can bring in um, when we get big orders. But no, it's. We're still a small operation, but we just have really big capabilities, which is nice because we we try to keep our overhead down, but we can we can do a lot of volume still. That's great. And what kind of facility do you have? Like how big is that? 
1,800 square feet. Okay. Small. So I see that you were on Shark Tank. We were. I just I was just kind of flipping through your website. <laughs> How's that? I just I want to hear that story. <laughs> yeah, we we actually aired on Shark Tank last May, so it's been almost a year now, which is crazy to think about. And uh, got to deal with Robert Herjavec on the show. We it was it was wild and crazy journey to get on there. <laughs> a lot of unknowns, but uh, yeah, there we there we are. We're a Shark Tank company. <laughs> so so did you get funded? Unfortunately, no. So okay. we went back and forth um, on the show. We did right, but yeah, oh, after the fact, we did a handshake deal with Robert, yes. um, and we went back and forth for like six months. Um, COVID came in right during all of that and just blew everything up, um, including the deal. So very frustrating, but for us, it was it was still an awesome experience, and the oh, sure. exposure is just. Well, great marketing too. I mean, yeah. I just brought it up, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it's and it's it's great street cred, you know, because it's on your website, which is which is not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Well, I'm I'm definitely impressed that there's if it's a three person operation. Looking at your website and the and the quality of the products that you you obviously have, it's uh, you guys are you're you're definitely I guess hustling would be the right word, right? So. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Are you a seven day a week operation? I might as well be. We, I mean, no, we both have kids at home and, and wives. And so we, we take time off, you know, occasionally. Yeah. We're here <laughs> Monday through Friday. That's, that's fair enough. Right. I mean, that's, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. So, all right. So what's we- the next big thing for you guys or for tough apparel? Can you give us a hint or any ideas on the horizon? <laughs> or should we just stay tuned <laughs> there's there's a lot of things that we will do which one will come first yeah <laughs> so we're gonna get i mean we're a professional apparel company we just launched these professional shirts that are incredible so we're gonna obviously keep in the line there and then we're gonna keep going in that department <clears throat> we have pants coming shorts probably getting to swim like all kinds of things to kind of that will go along with our brand. Well, I'll, I'll be watching for that part because I actually just um, I'm I'm wearing something from a I, I guess who's not really probably a competitor because he doesn't die sub. But um, you guys ever heard of Public Rec? Uh huh. Yeah. So um, and I just listened to his story on a different podcast, and it's it's not unlike yours. I mean, it's like uh, the difference is you manufacture, um, right. and it sounds like he he does not manufacture. So I I, I love I love that. Dysub gives people that capability to produce one-offs. You know, obviously you're going to have a standard cut and you're going to, you're going to do all the things you did. So you're going to have a high quality fabric and a high quality product, but then you can make a one-off for whatever someone wants on it. And that's, that's a really unique approach. Um, and, you know, someone else who's on, uh, who's on this podcast brought up the fact that it's actually, it's got green implications as well. It's just the sustainability implications because you're producing here. And you're producing only what you need, and yeah. and so there's there's just a lot of advantages to the way that that you do it, and it's still scalable, which is which is the, which is the best part, especially because of the decisions you made to have a calendar press that really changes the the output capabilities a lot. So, yeah. 
It's neat. It's a really cool story. We have fun. That, that's, I'm glad Randy recommended you come on. I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Randy's made a couple masks through through our builder. Oh yeah. Yeah, his own his own design art. Yeah, he's an artist. Yeah. He's very I know. Yes, I know. I no. <laughs> our our, our uh, audience can't see this, but you guys can. He made this mouse pad. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. He's my buddy. That's <laughs> so, cool. Awesome. I, and he told me that he actually wrapped a car in that same design, that dragon design. <laughs> yeah, Randy's, Randy's cool. Randy's yeah. really cool. He did the podcast with us, too. You guys should check that out. It was fun. We will. He awesome. did. Yep. You rested our print as one, so that was yeah. nice. <laughs> So we've, we've reached that point in the show where we have the same three questions that we end with. We, we're going to ask you guys two more, and then you get to ask us almost anything. And we might even give you two, what you each ask one, if you want to. Um, so the first question for you guys is, what trends do you see in either dye sublimation or because you're so deep into apparel or just in apparel in general that are really kind of like the, the biggest thing on the horizon? One of the biggest things that I see in both probably apparel and iSub is the whole green aspect, making things recycled, bringing, bringing like your waste down. All of that has been huge. A lot of people we work with have been talking about it. And we've, I mean, our new shirts here are like 37% recycled material. So we're trying to do that as a company. I think that's going to be a huge trend we're going to be seeing in the next five, 10 years. Cool. Is that the answer for both of you? No, I was thinking I was thinking something different. What's what's been interesting to me and the trend that I've noticed is that people, I feel like polyester always had this really bad rep. And that's changed with Dysub and just with technology in general. Whereas the polyester we use today is phenomenal. And every um, athletic company and all the like public rec, all these more performance-based apparel companies. Mm-hmm have moved to poly, which is awesome because that just opens up more opportunities for dye sub as well. So there's just, there's a lot of different things going on that open up tons of opportunities for dye sublimation. Absolutely. I, I agree with that hundred percent. Great point. Our last question for you both today, you would both get to answer. So I doubt it's going to be the same. Well, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> What is your favorite color and why? Oh, the why behind it? Oh, that's good. Oh, green. Yeah, right. Yours is green. Mine's green. Skyler, <laughs> <laughs> right. maybe you should explain why Kevin's favorite color is green, and then Kevin can explain why your well, favorite color is whatever. Okay. Uh, what is it? Pink? Pink? Ha! Rainbow? Fuchsia. Fuchsia. Just kidding. Magenta? <laughs> Kevin's favorite color is green because he's just greedy he's just, oh. just <laughs> no i think because green is a very energetic color and kevin has more energy than any other human being that i've ever met in my entire life that's why okay Fair. what's skylar's favorite color i don't even know aqua okay no it's literally it's our our <laughs> tough apparel blue <laughs> Skyler's favorite color is aqua, apparently. <laughs> I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> because he loves 
open air, small towns, camping, and the breeze on your face. Sure. Because it feels like you're at one and at peace with nature. <laughs> I feel like you're making this up. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. No way. <laughs> no way. I read that in his journal. <laughs> that accurate a little bit, Skylar? I mean, like maybe like 7% of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell us why? I don't know. When I, like, colors are very emotional. And when I look at aqua, it makes me feel happy. Simple as that. There you go. That's perfect. Great answer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do you guys want to ask us? I, I don't know if we have time for this, but I would love <laughs> to hear what initially got you guys into Dyson. Like, what was it? Oh, that's easy. Okay. So, so, so about... Five years ago, when I made a pretty substantial transition from, I still own it, but from owning and running on a day-to-day basis, a, a software company in this space, color, color verification, color process control. One of my first consulting clients was, and still is, a dye sublimation ink manufacturer. And so my first real exposure to color management outside of traditional print, like ink on paper, was a dye sublimation application. And so I just, I immersed myself in it and learned as much about it as I could. And what a great place to learn about it because, you know, I was able to work with the ink. I've done quite a bit of consulting with them over the years. And I've got to sit down with the ink chemists who created their patented ink formulas. And I've gotten to you know, tour the ink labs where you literally have to have an NDA and, and swear where you're first born if you if they even let you in there. Um, you know, so I, I've seen how the inks are manufactured and I understand a lot of the chemical reaction that happens under heat and pressure. Um, and I found it fascinating. And then, and then just to see all the things you can do with dye sublimation. I mean, we've talked about apparel today, but obviously there's all the hard surface applications the construction applications, you know, indoors, outdoors, you name it, you can die sublimate it. And, um, and, and so I just, I find it, you know, absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Shelby's answer might be a little different though. Well, I mean, yeah, we were doing profiles for people who are doing DISA, but for us to actually do it ourselves, you know, that came along, you know, kind of because of COVID-19, I guess, but right before all that happened, we were going to more trade shows that were dye sub centric, I guess. And we uh, made a decision. We were working with some clients out in Vegas and we had kind of the end of the week uh, job Thursday, Friday, and then another job Monday, Tuesday, all in Vegas. And we had these two days in the weekend and there was this show in Long Beach. So we jumped on a Southwest flight and went over and what was the show? Impressions, I think it's called. Was I? Yeah, it was Impressions. Yeah. So we went over there for the day just to go to the show. And we happened to meet the guy who we had just started working with some vapor apparel um, products and he happened to have a booth there. So we were wearing vapor apparel shirts with our logos on it. And so we met Chris and the owner and he re- we were taking pictures in his booth. And then about a month or two later, the pandemic happened. And because of that relationship, we got a nice, uh, you know, deal with some of the product and we were able to start doing masks and gaiters and later socks and so on and so forth. So I've been doing, we started that up in what last May is when we kind of launched it. April. 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 
I don't think the Etsy store launched until May. But no, May. The Etsy store was May, but we 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 were producing Gators in April. Yep. So while you guys were on Shark Tank, I was trying to figure out how to do Dyson, but and I'll put this little piece awesome. behind here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, and I I live up in near Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Shelby lives in Greensboro. So um, at some point, she flew up here to see what we were doing in the basement because we made a decision that she needed to have some at least a some light production facilities so that she could do um, the designs because she was doing all our design work. And so we, and plus we were, we had a lot of production at that point. So we set up a little mini production facility in her. That's where she is. It's her second bedroom and her third bedroom. I don't know what it is. It's one of the bedrooms in her house. And, and so it's just a bunch of work tables, a, a, a desktop dye sublimation printer and a heat press. And, you know, it's amazing how much you can produce with just that equipment. Um, I was busy over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, those three months we were busy. You guys, as you guys know, you're in the apparel business. I, I, you know, I always heard how in retail and apparel you make all your money in three months. I I didn't realize how it's like literally you make all your money in three months. (laughs) (laughs) And the other nine, you're just kind of going, "Do what should we get ready for?" (laughs) Dream up new things to do, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's just shocking to me how it, it's busy, 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 dead. <laughs> and I'm sure it's not, you know, we're so small that it, it, it is dead, but I'm sure for, you know, an operation your side, there's probably still stuff going on. But for us, it was just like those three months we made, we just kept ordering socks in phenomenal quantities. And I was just like, who is wearing all these socks <laughs> and towels, these these were really, we, these, this is branded obviously, but we did, we found a really nice high quality towel. That's it's half poly, half cotton. So the backside is cotton, which is kind of cool. And we did those as like tea towels and Shelby came up with designs for every holiday. And we sold a lot of towels. <laughs> All right. So who asked that question? You got one left. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I guess I'll throw that same question back at you. Whereas what are you seeing in the dice sub slash apparel slash whatever industry coming up that we should be aware about? So, I mean, there's a couple ways I could go with that too. There's, there's always, you know, there's the technical side and then the, and then the market side. We're just, we're still learning. One of the things about dice upcast is I'm, I'm realizing I'm learning how much I don't know about a business that I thought I knew a lot about. And, you know, we just recently, and it hasn't even been published yet. We, we just did one um, with uh, Beaver Paper, the, the CEO of Beaver Paper. And that was really interesting to, I, I thought I knew a lot about dye sublimation paper. And I found out I only know a little bit about dye sublimation paper. And so there's some cool stuff in the technology of paper. And maybe it's already there, but I think a lot of people don't realize the options, the number of options you have and why those options exist. Um, in paper, right? So it's like, I feel like it's something that if someone hasn't looked at it in three or four years, it's worth circling back to it and, and maybe reevaluating the paper you're using and why you're using it. Um, because there could be, there could be some new options on the horizon They're you know, they're reformulating coatings and the coating is where a lot of it comes into, right? And so they're reformulating coatings, which can impact how much ink you can carry. And maybe you can do the same job with a little less ink, which obviously, lowers your, your cost per garment substantially. And, and so there, you know, I think that that's, and it also gets into the green, the green aspects, right? So you're not, you're not wasting um, 
So yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the green. I, I see a huge, I, I never thought of it that way, but I see dye sublimation as being um, part of the whole sustainable green movement for a lot of good reasons that I, I just didn't see until it was, it, it was pointed out to me in the last, you know, the last 12 or 13 episodes of this, of this project, really. So my answer will be a little bit different as it always is, but um, I, you know, I'm the one coming up with the designs for the stores and I'm, you know, what is going to be the thing that it's going to glom onto people. And, and I, sometimes I'm just so surprised. Like I made this very early on in my venture, I made a mask that was little construction trucks. And you would not believe how many little kids are wearing those little masks. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't understand it, but that's was like our best seller for a really long time. I don't know why. So what is that one thing that people are going to grab? And so in talking to people in, you know, I'm kind of in that hobbyist almost, John, you know, I have a small Etsy store. I'm not doing a hundred things a day, you know, so what is it that people are looking for? And it's either it's two things or the mixture of the two things, customization or seasonal slash event, or a mixture of those two. So one of the big things that I haven't tried yet, which someone is trying to get me to do, are flags, like yard flags. So one that says, Happy New Year, and then, you know, Happy Easter, and Merry Christmas, and, you know, a new graduate, or, you know, Happy Birthday, or, and then make it customized, you know, so it could be, it's so-and-so's birthday today, and you put that out in your yard. For some reason, those things are selling like hotcakes. But if you can offer a lot of customized project products, as well as um, events or seasonal things. Apparently those two things or the combination of the both are really big sellers right now. And mugs, which we, we were shocked. The mugs and the tumblers are just, which we're staying away from just because it's, it's a different space and you gotta, you know, you got an oven and uh, it's just, I, I don't, and you got a the heat gun and it just, it just doesn't seem like something I really want to get into, but I, it's cool. I mean, we've helped do some, some color management for, for those projects and they're, it's it's cool stuff no question about it jim's belief you can't use the oven in your kitchen to do this stuff no you actually no that's not true you can there's nothing stopping you from doing it i just don't know if i'd cook food in there later <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> all right so what we want to do now is give uh skylar and kevin an opportunity to let our listeners know where they can find you guys online so toughapparel.com, T-O-U-G-H-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. That's where you can find all of our fun products, the tough tie, our hustle shirts, um, our socks, our belts. Uh, it's all available there. Cool. Any any social media you're active on? or uh, It's at tough.apparel on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we do lots of ridiculous stuff, so... We, we try to have fun with everything that we do. So yeah, give us a follow and lots of fun stuff coming down the pipeline. Great. Awesome. Well, Sounds thank great. you both for being here today. We really appreciated your time. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to throw this in here too. Um, mm -hmm. Use the code DICEUB10 for 10% off all Tough Apparel stuff on our website. Oh my gosh. Did you guys catch that? You have, we have a promo code DICEUB10 for 10% off. Thanks again, guys. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Shelby. Good to meet you guys. Thanks. Okay, take care.